and welcome to the Fully Free Podcast with your host, Taylor Lee. The podcast to get raw and real about running an online business, living life as an entrepreneur, and figuring it all out as you go. After creating seven figures in my first three years as a coach, doing what I love every single day, I truly believe that you deserve the money, joy, and life of your dreams. I hope to inspire you with weekly episodes on money, marketing, life, and all things online business. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. I'm excited to share this story with you guys. Some of you may have heard this story in the past, but um, I was just doing some like thinking. Actually, you know what I was doing if you want to know the truth? (laughs) I was downloading all these like personality type tasks. Like I was looking at the Colby and Myers-Briggs and human design and I've bought, I've bought them in the past and things like that. So I have, I have all these PDFs and I like printed them all out. I was just going through them. I usually do not ever work like at all on the weekends, but well, I haven't even really worked. I is looking at your human design working kind of, kind of, I normally don't do anything work or personal development on the weekends. I just like chill and have fun. Um, but this weekend I'm home alone all weekend. So what else would we do, right? So anyway, um, this just popped in my head to share with you. And I was like, I want to talk about this because here's like, I'm going to tell you guys the whole story. So if you love hearing like a little bit of drama, you're into that, stick around because I'll share the whole story with you. But truly what gets me really fired up about this story and this topic is like, to make a long story short, then I will share the whole long story for those of you that want to hang out. But I got scammed by somebody. This was a while ago, by the way. So it's, it's kind of old news, old drama, but it is a good story. And I had money taken out of my account and I was totally in the right, I swear. And I'll tell you the story, but it does happen. And it was just a realization then of how grateful I was that it didn't super affect me, right? Because there are people right now, entrepreneurs and not, who if they would have had that amount of money taken away from them, just like that with no warning, they could have been in a bad situation, right? And it reminds me even now, anytime that any bit of guilt comes up around like going to the next level, not that it's not that I'm saying be prepared to be scammed. I'm not saying that. Um, but I am saying like, it just drives me nuts how guilty people feel over wanting to charge more or wanting to make more, hit these bigger goals. And I just think it's so important as a human being, as an entrepreneur, a business owner, and as a coach, right? Because let's just say like, if you put yourself in a super, super bad situation, which I've actually seen people, their whole business has been taken down and their clients have been left empty handed because they just were, they kind of put themselves in a bad situation, you know? And so they weren't able to serve their clients. They were having all this, this shit show happen in their life. And here's the truth. Here's what I'm getting to. I'll share the whole story. Stop feeling guilty for wanting more from your life. Okay. (laughs) Um, because I did not expect this to happen at all. I actually thought that this situation that I was in was going to be one of the best things to ever happen to my business. And again, luckily, and I'll share this, the couple thousands of dollars that got taken out of my account was not a huge deal at the time, but it could have been. Um, but I just thought this situation was going to be one of the best things that ever happened to my business. And it was one of like the shittiest things that ever happened to my business. And now it's a great lesson learned and a story to share with you guys. And the lesson learned is not anything about how to not get scammed, but it's about you'll see. It's about not feeling guilty, truly. Here's a story, guys. So in 2016, I was kind of 50-50 what I was doing. And some of you knew me back then, and some of you maybe knew this was going on, some of you may have not. But in 2016, I was like 50% coach and 50% service provider. So I was still 
working with maybe like two or three clients at a time on Facebook ads and launches. And so the clients I was taking for that though, they were doing really big things. So like one of my clients was having like a million dollar launch. One of them was making six figures a month through her funnel. Like they were doing really cool things, but it was kind of on the DL and I really just wanted to coach, but I kept those clients cause it was like, it felt like this obligation and it also felt like this good thing to have under my belt. So I, I kept them there, right? And I get a message from this, um, I don't know what to call her, kind of this coach or this course creator, some this big name in the industry, right? Like I knew who she was. I had never bought her stuff, but I knew who she was. I knew she was a big deal. I knew she had this huge following. I knew that she apparently made all this money. I get this message from her and I open it and she's like, Hey Taylor, this is so-and-so. Um, which I was like, duh, I know who you are, right? Like, Oh my God. Um, I heard that you are the queen of Facebook ads. And I was like, why? Well, yes, I am. Hello. <laughs> like, that's how I felt like, wow. Um, it wasn't even one of my clients that gave her my name. It was one of my really good friends. And so it just seemed like this crazy thing. Like I felt so lucky to be acknowledged by her. I felt like I was about to be like the biggest deal in the world, right? To work for this lady. And it was just crazy, crazy timing. So maybe another lesson from this is to really trust your desires because right before this happened, like I had already been saying, I'm not taking on any more of these clients. I'm not taking on any more of these clients. Like I'm taking my coaching business seriously. Coaching business was already thriving too, by the way. Like it was already making more than five figures a month. But I really was like, there is no way I am ever taking on another one of these clients. Like that's final. And then this happens right after. And what's really funny about it is I ended up charging her more than I had ever charged a client before because I was like, if I'm going to do this, like it just needs to be fair, right? Like I need to charge at least what I'm charging for coaching. And if she doesn't want to pay that, that's fine. I was pretty sure she would. Um, cause it wasn't, I wasn't charging that much for coaching yet, but still, but still it was, it was a high rate for Facebook ads. So I charged her more than I'd ever charged before. She said, yes, she was so excited. We dove into the work and everything was going really, really well, except for the fact that I was highly confused at the numbers I was seeing inside of her account and like things weren't really adding up. It was really like, I like we would get on the phone. I would be like, yeah, like these ads are running. Okay. Like this is what's going on. And she was really happy with the work, but I would ask her like, but what's going on with like this? Like this doesn't seem what's in Facebook. Isn't like what you were telling me or what's in this, this program doesn't match up with this. And like, I was always confused and she would always tell me like, you need to take a deeper look. Like you're obviously not seeing things correctly. So it kind of was this mix of like, Oh, what you're doing for me that's new is really, really good. But you're an idiot that you can't like figure out what, what you're seeing. Like you're an idiot that you can't see what I told you about in, in the account, right? Long story short, also because I felt so lucky to have this woman as my client, I went like above and beyond. I went on like, she wanted me to do this, run this program I had never run before that connects to Facebook ads and all this stuff. And like, because I didn't know how to run it, uh, how to use this like program. I like went on all these webinars. I talked to their support team. I spent more time learning than she paid. Like I spent double the amount of time that she paid me for the contract, just learning and just looking at her account and like really getting myself familiar with like what she had been doing with Facebook ads, how things were going, talking to her team, talking to this big program thing that she had paid for um, to learn about that. Like I invested so much time into this. Plus I also did more hours in the contract than she even paid for because it just ended up that way. Oh, and here's the other thing. I sent her a contract for, let's say, it was a small contract, guys. This is crazy. I sent her a contract for maybe like 15 hours and I was like, this is definitely gonna take 15 hours a month. And she wanted it done in like half of that. So we adjusted the contract and you know, it was kind of like, well, um, budgeting, blah, blah, blah. Like, let's just start with this and see what you can get done in that amount of time, whatever. So I 
contracted her for less. It was a contract for a monthly amount of hours at a month or at an hourly rate, right? Anyway, guys, here's what happened. As I know this is getting long. What happened was everything was going so well. I and luckily it was because I had all this proof. I had, and I still do, right? I got a file, a legal file with all this proof. I had emails from her saying how amazing the work was, how great things were going. I had like, so if anybody ever gets scammed, like save everything. Cause I had Google drive documents where I was typing out all these stats, um, what I was seeing, my ideas, what I was doing, what I just talked to her team members about, like how we were all working together on this stuff and like comments from her, like, Oh my gosh, you're amazing. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for this. This is amazing. Like just good, 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 right? The only bad feedback I had ever gotten was I don't want to pay you for that many hours and you need to go like relearn how to use Facebook if you can't see the stats correctly because what you're telling me is not true. Because I'd be like, this is confusing. <laughs> anyway, it was the end of our contract and I emailed her and I was like, hey, this is what we've like completed. I want to continue working on this obviously so I'm going to bill you again for the next month like just kind of like an end of the month check-in and like here's what's next for us and she's like hey she sends me an email she's like I'm really unhappy with your work I want a refund I know that you charge me more than you charge your other clients gotten worse results <laughs> working with you than we have doing this on my own all these all this negative feedback let me know when you're gonna send my refund over and we won't be continuing. So I was like so confused and I had, I'm like, I'm like, lady, you're so wrong because your old stats are saying this, which she kept saying I was crazy. My stats say this, like, I don't, I, you know, it was, it just felt like a total mind fuck. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I had to get on the phone with her. I was like scaredy cat Taylor still at the time. So scared to be like, Oh my God, I'm like crying on the phone. I secretly recorded the call, even though I thought maybe I'd get in trouble for that, but I was so afraid because I could already tell that there was like these manipulative vibes going on. I'm like crying, I recorded the call. She was so mean. She started the call off by saying, Taylor, I know you're really young and so you don't know how to, you know, basically how to run a business, but if your clients don't get the results that you promise, you're not doing your job and so your client shouldn't have to pay you. And like, that's how she started off the call. Like totally like stabbing me with like my, my biggest insecurity at the time. Like it sucked. Right. But I told her, I'm like, I'm not giving you the refund. You're in the wrong. That's how we ended the call. I'm like, I don't know what else you want me to say, but you're not getting a refund. Um, because this is incorrect. Right. She just like, you know, when someone just hits you where it hurts and it just makes it even worse. That's what happened. Then I went to most, I mean, I hate when people say that. Most of you know, <laughs> probably most of you know, I live in Connecticut. My whole family lives in Florida, right? And I was making good money in my business at the time, which is why this wasn't a big of a deal, but, but whatever. Anyway, I fly to Florida. I, um, do this really fun thing with Holly. We have this like get together. We stay at a hotel together. We run this workshop. We're having such a great time. My mom picks me up from the hotel because I was still in that money mindset where like when I went to see my family, I'd stay at my mom's house and I would not rent a car. <laughs> like my mom wanted to pick me up. So anyway, not that that really matters, but uh, my mom picked me up from the hotel. I said goodbye to Holly. Um, and then I went with my family to Wet n Wild in Orlando, which is now closed, not that that matters. But I'm just having this great time, right? Like I'm on a high after hanging out with Holly. I'm with my family now. Um, I bought my mom a beer. I felt so cool. <laughs> and like, it was just fun. Right. And with her, with my siblings and I check my email Le lesson number two, right? Cause lesson number one was trust yourself. Cause remember I was never going to take on another one of those clients. And I did lesson number two, don't check your email when you're having a great time. I check my email and I have an email from PayPal and you all know what I'm about to say. Dun, dun, dun. I had an email from PayPal that she disputed the charge. Lesson number three, really avoid using PayPal. Um, but I had an email from PayPal that she disputed the charge and the money was taken out of my account. Right. And it was, it was not three. I think 
I do not have this number correct, but again, it doesn't matter. So I'm not trying to be all technical right now. I'm just sharing a story for some fun because we haven't chatted in a while and to give you some lessons. But it was between like two and $3,000. So the money was taken out of my account. I'm in Florida with my family. I already obviously just spent all this money on the hotel with Holly and um, flying to Florida. I obviously didn't spend any on a rental car or anything, but I paid for my family to go to Wet n Wild. Like, again, I wasn't in a bad financial situation, but I just think like, imagine if I was, like it would have just sucked even more. And it just sucks so bad. But I remember checking it. I'm like sitting with my mom, my sister. I was just like on a total high, like so happy, so grateful, all the good vibes. And I saw that and it's like your stomach just drops. Like it doesn't, it really doesn't matter how much money it is. Like that still happens when that happens with like um, a $197 or a $547 payment for my course. It's like when somebody disputes that or a refund thing goes through, like it just sucks. You know, no matter what the situation is, like it just sucks because I know I put a lot of heart into my programs and my work for my clients. I know you guys do too. So I know you get what I mean. It's like, oh, and when you're somebody that actually works really hard, right? Not that we need to use that language, but still it's like, I just worked my ass off on that project. I actually did the work. It was even worse than a coaching client or, um, of course, cause it's like, oh my God, I just went above and beyond. And I got hit where it hurt with, with an age insult, like this sucks. But anyway, um, I lost the money for like, maybe like four or five months. Then I won the case because lesson number three, I had all those emails saved. As soon, hopefully this never happens to any of you, but as soon as I got that email from her saying that my work sucked and whatever, which wasn't exactly what she said, but close. But as soon as I got that email from her, I was like, I'm going into these Google Docs. I screenshotted the Google Docs um, with her with her positive comments. I screenshotted all my emails, just, like nothing. Like even if she erased the internet, I would have all this stuff still. And um, so that's lesson number three, I think. Do that if you ever do have a PayPal dispute. That's how I win them when I need to, when I'm in the right, um, when this happens. But I did win the case, but it was like four or five months. And every single day for those four or five months, even though my car was still being paid for, my rent was still being paid, I was still able to travel. It was not the end of the world at all. It just sucked. It just feels shitty. But every single day I thought about it and I thought about two things. I thought about how much it sucks. Cause here's the other thing I found out is that she has done this to at least like four or five other people, like for a fact. And since then I've had people reach out and go, Hey, I don't even know if I should say this, but the person on her team that she had sent me the contract I had signed. <laughs> oh, cause I told her, I was like, look, I know for a fact you've done this to other people. So this is just another reason why you're not getting a refund. Cause I know that you are continually scamming people. <laughs> like, Just saying. So then she had someone on her team send me the, um, the piece in your contract that says you're not going to talk about private information about the client. The person on her team that sent me that, and this has nothing to do with her, because that was just her job, right? And she didn't know me at all or the situation. She's just doing her job. The person that sent me that has since contacted me and been like, hey, um, I know that you had that issue with so-and-so, and it was a long time ago, but I just had that issue with so-and-so. Somebody that worked with this person for years, like loyal number one assistant, like oh, stabbed in the back, right? So anyway, I just knew for a fact that, that she was a scam artist, but, um, my point of saying that is every single day it crossed my mind. It crossed my mind two things. How bad it sucks if that's happening to other people. And the fact that some of them are not like, I'm just going to be honest, like, and a lot of coaches struggle with this too, but I see it so much with service providers, like assistants and Facebook ad specialists and designers and these people that are such like significant pieces of our business. Not that all of them need to be charging as much as it doesn't matter. I'm not saying that they all need to be charging way, way more, but they believe that they can't and they believe that they can't make as much and they believe that they don't deserve it. And they believe that they're not super, super important. And you get what I mean? Like I just see so many service providers doing such amazing work for their clients and being such an important piece of their business. And if that would have happened to me, if I had that mindset at the time, that would have happened to me a year before that, 
all I ever had in the bank was $2,000 ever. And I was working oh, like 40 to 50 hours a week on client work, billing for client work, and I still would only have $2,000 in the bank. So if I would have had a 2200 or I forget exactly what it was, 2200 or $2,400 dispute at that time, like I would have been like fucked, <laughs> you know, like I would have had no, literally no money. And so every single day I would think about that and I would be like, God, like, I can't believe that that is happening to people in that position. And also gratitude that I wasn't in that position. But like, I remember thinking like, I want, I need to do something. I need to do something. I need to do something. I would talk to Holly about it. I'd be like, I feel like I need to like tell the world about this and like call her out and kick her ass or something. Like that's how I felt like, like me, I want to say little old me, but I'm pretty big tall lengthwise, you know, but like. I, I was just like, oh, I want to do something. I want to save the world. Like, you know, um, and Holly would be like, Taylor, like, do not, you do not need to say her name on the internet. You do not need to cause a problem, obviously. Like, it's not worth it. Um, I probably would have been too scared to anyway. But I feel like now and since then I've shared this message, but I wanted to get on today and I'm just thinking about this now. The thing that I can do, that guilt that I had, um, that that sadness I had for other people that have been in that position that have lost basically every penny from stupid stuff like that, whether it's a scammer or a misunderstanding or, you know, I wrote on here a couple other things that have happened that I'll share with you, but please, like, don't feel guilt for wanting more. Don't feel guilt for wanting to charge more. Don't feel guilt for wanting to have a bigger bank balance. Don't feel guilt for wanting to make more every month. Like, so many people have so much shame around that or, like, just please let yourself see like, not only is it possible for you, but it, it's a need. And I'm not saying like, prepare yourself to be scammed. There's scammers on the internet. We all need to be prepared. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, shit does happen. Do you get what I mean? Like, please just let yourself want more and, and do what you need to do to make that your reality and, the, and believe that it can be your reality. So many people think, I can't make $10,000 a month. Oh my God. Uh, you're a business owner. 10K a month is literally like, it's, it's like bare, bare, bare minimum. Like, I'm, I don't say this to shame anyone that's there or not there yet. I'm just saying that like, I don't know if this is the right way to even say it, but like to up level your mindset for me, it was realizing $10,000 a month is a broke business. <laughs> like I need to get over being afraid to make $10,000 a month. Even $20,000 a month can feel like that. And again, I'm not saying that like, ew, if you make $10,000 a month, you're broke. I'm just saying like, up level your mindset. Cause truly like, if you only ever have $10,000 in the bank, two or three or four or $5,000, that can make a huge difference, you know? And it's okay, be where you're at. I, like I said, if that would have happened not even 12 months earlier, every penny to my name would have been gone. You know, and I kind of like laugh because I can't even imagine that. So that's probably why it didn't happen then. But um, please let yourself have more. Here's what else has happened. Um, also in 2016, but I want to read Genevieve's longer comment. Here's what else happened. In 2016, I hired an accountant and um, she was meant to like save me all this money on taxes. She's a tax strategist. And it just started feeling weird, like the stuff she wanted me to do. And none of it was like crazy illegal or anything like that, but it was just very an extreme of anything you can do to pay the government less money, do it, like <laughs> anything, right? And I'm like, you know, like I just wanna have my accounting in a row and yeah, I don't wanna have to pay the government like money that I shouldn't be, but I'm also not here to take every risk possible to save $1,000. Like in my mind, it's like, do you know what I mean? It just started feeling weird. So, and it started feeling really confusing. So I hired a new accountant. I told her I didn't want to continue with her. And also her package was like, it's kind of funny because now I, I kind of almost pay this. So it's fine. But like to her, it was like, okay, this feels a little sketchy. It feels a little extreme. Okay. And it was like $10,000 a year. I'm like, I'm not going to continue, especially for locking in for a whole year when I feel like uncomfortable. So I, I got a new accountant who was very similar pricing, but month by month. And she looked at it and she was like, your taxes are basically like illegal. Like, this is not good. Like this lady, <laughs> I'll just tell you the truth. 
I wasn't even a business. I was a sole proprietor. I did not have a business. Like, um, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't an LLC or an incorporated company. And so she, but then she told the government I paid myself payroll, which one I did not pay, but she said it was fine. She's like, you are your business. So you don't actually have to pay yourself the payroll because you kind of like, you did, you know what I mean? So we put on my tax, I paid myself like over five figures in payroll and I paid zero. And also I wasn't a business. So anyway, I barely understand it. You guys will probably barely understand it. Um, but one, I realized that that is not a thing that you get to do. She obviously didn't pay enough attention to my business to realize that I wasn't even a business. I couldn't even pay myself payroll. There was no business to, to send the payroll from. Anyway, to this day, I have been dealing with the IRS. Like, to this day, I've hired people that work worked for the IRS, I've hired multiple accounts, I've had to put so much money into this because they keep, so we have to keep sending in this form saying this was incorrect by an accountant, we didn't pay it, because then the government's like, it didn't even save me money. They're like, okay, now you owe another $7,800 to us because you didn't actually pay yourself payroll. And if you do pay yourself payroll, taxes come out of it. You know, anyone ever gotten a real paycheck? Um, Obviously we didn't do that. So they're like, yeah, we found out you didn't pay yourself payroll. Now you owe $7,800. And that's obviously not right. Cause I never did. So anyway, we've had to submit forms and all this stuff. And then, then they submit the form and they approve it. And then someone else from the IRS is like, yeah, no, we're not going to approve that. And then we have to do it again. But here's the thing is I do believe that this is totally, totally over with literally three times. I've had the government say, any day now, we are going to sue you. We're going to like take your, take anything you own because you have this outstanding tax bill for years now of $7,800. And the most recent one I got had um, another like $1,200 or $1,500 added onto it for just, um, what's it called? Interest, interest. Even though guys, even though, I'm not actually stressed about it, but I'm just, it's just bizarre even though the IRS has also said, it's actually hilarious. Here's what happens every time. They send a bill saying, hey, um, you owe us all this money. We're going to sue you. It doesn't say sue, it says levy, right? We're gonna levy you, we're gonna take everything you own. We're, we're putting you in prison, just kidding. And then we send the form and then I get something that says, great news, you owe zero dollars. We've approved all of your shit. And then I get a $7,800 check in the mail and everyone tells me not to cash it because I don't actually need it. Not that I don't need it, but I don't, um, I don't deserve it. <laughs> it's not mine, right? They just, they're just a mess. Here's the thing though. The fact of the matter is things can be crazy. And if that's handled, but here's the thing is that it could come back. I could one day just need to be like, you know what? I'm never going to get out of this. It's not worth it. I need to pay the $7,800. You could have a client that seems like the best thing that's ever happened to you. That PayPal does the PayPal thing and takes their $2,500 back from you. Or here's the other thing, right? Like most recently, um, a lot of you guys who've been in this group for just the last month or two saw my papa had to go into hospice and then he passed away in hospice. And my dad called me and told me and I bought a ticket and this ticket was to Kentucky. So it's like not even two hours of a flight and it should be like maybe $200, right? Usually my family gets like $80 round trip tickets to go to Kentucky, right? I really wanted to go. I really wanted to make that happen. So I paid over $700 for this ticket to go see him. And my dad thought I was batshit crazy. There's all these other people that are like in my family that, and it's no shame, right? Like you never need to do anything that's there's, you know what I mean? This is not the topic of discussion. The topic of discussion, the lesson is just let yourself believe that you get to have more money. You get to have a bigger balance in your bank. You get to charge more, um, all of this, because for me, truly on my heart, not out of guilt, not out of obligation, but I was like, I want to go. I want to be there. I want to go for two days. I want to be there. I want to have that opportunity, that chance. So I bought the ticket. And I looked at the price and I was like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> 700 and something dollars. Like that's so ridiculous. But it wasn't like a, oh my God, like that you should, if you truly have it on your heart to go see somebody in that situation, you should never have to 
look at your bank balance first. And that's what other people in my family were doing. They're like, I can't, I can't take time off work. I can't afford it. The last minute tickets are too expensive. And like, you should never have to do that. You know, ever, that sucks. That's not the way that life is supposed to be. I can definitely, definitely, definitely feel very sure in that. Life is not supposed to be, I really, really wanna do this. And sometimes in the coaching industry, we see like Chanel bags and private jets and first class seats and trips around the world, which you also deserve. But we see that stuff and we're like, I can't want $20,000 months, I feel so guilty. I don't actually need the Chanel bag. It's not about that. You also get to have that, but I'm talking about the little things. You know, if the government wants to send you a tax bill or you have some sort of mix up, like how many of you have ever stressed about taxes or not had the money in your account? Well, I've actually had the money in my account, but I hear that from like almost every single one of my clients. They're so stressed about taxes and taxes take up a huge percentage of their brain and their energy and their, their thoughts. And they see it as a big deal. And that's something that we work through, but it's like, Life is not supposed to be and business is not supposed to be stressing about taxes all year or for half of the year or for a whole quarter of the year. Like what a waste, you know, it's not, life is not supposed to be truly wanting to be there for a family member or a loved one and not being able to, cause you can't take time off work or because it's just going to take too much of your bank money. Right. That's it. It's dumb. <laughs> it's really, really dumb. So, um, or like, how crazy would it have been if that would have, if the scamming thing would have happened to me earlier and every penny to my name would have been taken because some, you know, asshole on the internet wanted to just scam service providers. Now I literally have zero dollars, which did not happen, but the, the fact of the matter is, is it does happen to people. <laughs> and we, it's just, it's, and it's still like, I, I make a lot more money than I ever used to. My bank balance is a lot more than it ever used to be. And I still am like, what I, what did I write on here? I wrote on here, um, it all taught me to think bigger and nothing underlined gets to take me down. Nothing gets to take me down. Nothing gets to stop me. No decision needs to put you in that position. And you might be in that position now and it might feel like, well, that's just my reality. That's just the way it is. And yeah, it is right now. But I hope that you get to think about this a little bit because I, I just see a lot of coaches and I know for me, like I wanted the lifestyle and I wanted all this stuff and like, but it just felt guilty to want those things. So I want to give you a starting point instead of dreaming about if you can't wrap your head around this, right? There's nothing wrong with the other things either. Like I've got my Chanel bag somewhere around here right now, right? Use it every day. Didn't always have it, but I do now. It's totally fine. However, that is, that's, that's stupid to worry about either, but like there is a bigger picture to this. There is actually stuff that matters that really, it doesn't change until you're making $20,000 a month or more, you know, because there was times where, um, and obviously this is money mindset because I could have made it work, but there were times where I was making $10,000 a month and going on a trip to see my family was just like a little too tight. One, because it would cost, like sometimes the tickets would be five or $600, plus everything else it cost to travel. Two, because it was time off, which at that time I didn't think I could make money when I was traveling or taking time off. So that would be also losing another couple thousand dollars at least. So it added up to being in a way a five to $10,000 trip between what I actually paid and what I would lose by not being able to sell, right? It's so stupid. It's it's partially money mindset and it's, it's, it's all money mindset, but... You guys get what I am saying here? Oh, it like makes me sad and angry. And hopefully none of you were to that extreme, but that was truly what I was doing. And yeah, having an actual business model has been like such a game changer. This is like, this is why you invest in your business. This is why you get help. This is why you think more strategically. This is also why you work on your mindset. Like, what do you need to do? What help do you need to get? Or what do you just need to sit down and get really real with yourself about today so that none of this stuff affects you? Just like none of it so far has had to affect me. You know? And all of it is just like, I think all of this has had happened to me um, in 2016. 
because isn't it funny uh, not my papa didn't happen in 2016 but um i did have another family member pass away around that time that i went from florida to connecticut three times in one month to see her to be with her um because it's just what was on my heart to do and i was able to do that and i was barely making money then but I truly, truly believe that those situations happen to me to give people a practical, logical reason to open their mindset up, to open their mind up, to making more money, to charging more, to actually allow themselves to thrive without feeling guilty about it. You know? Don't, no scammer, no shitty client gets to take you down. It's not happening on my watch. Okay? Which means, here's the thing to look at, guys. Do you have any thoughts on this? Who has a thought? In 2016, when I signed a client, it was like a big deal. It was like, yes, this is awesome. My business is on its way. I'm thriving. Like, it just felt, I'm still so excited when I get a client, but it's more around, and um, I think Genevieve popped off, but Genevieve was talking about this recently, about being in your heart, and I loved it because it used to be, honestly, and I loved my clients then on a, on a friend level, on a love level, on a heart level as well, but when they signed up and paid me, it was more so like, yes, money in the bank, client on the books, woohoo, right? And now it's more so about, that was awesome, that was easy, that was so in flow, and I cannot wait to help them. Like, how cool is it that it gets to be this easy and that they get to be this amazing? Like, that's really what it feels like. But in 2016, every time I signed a client, so that, that scam artist client, that's what I was like, this is the best thing that ever happened in my business. This $2,200 is like, oh my God. And whatever. It wasn't really about the money, but it was about the level of client that she was. It was stupid. But I had another client that year too that um, paid like $2,500 or $2,600. And it was like, oh my gosh, another client, my highest paying client. I'm so excited. And then guess what? We had one session left and she demanded a refund. <laughs> And it felt like the end of the world. But luckily, even then, it wasn't a big deal. And also, I won that case, too. So, um, I think that those things happened because I need to spread this message. Like, one client does not get to take you down. One stupid refund request is not going to take you down. One scam artist is not going to take you down. You know? One fuck up on the IRS's side does not get to take you down. How stupid would that be? How stupid would that be? I'm like, bring it on IRS. Bring it on scam artist. I, I'm ready for you. <laughs> anyway, universe, I'm just kidding. Although, was she a problem up to that point or was it a complete surprise? The client that requested the refund at the end. Um, You guys wanna hear that story? I'll tell you it. She was a six week client. She was my highest paying client yet, right? At like $2,500. And um, that was the week that I took 17 free sessions, by the way. So she was a client that came from that. Um, at first, it just seemed like, I remember telling my coach when I signed her, she's a dream client. She's perfect. Because she even told me, she's like, I admire you so much. I'm in my 20s too. Like, I think you're amazing. Um, even my husband thinks you're amazing. Like, I snuck him into your group, even though it's women only. Like, they were like just fans. They like really, it just felt like, man, I'm seen. Like she really understands me and connects with me. Like she must be a dream client. And then, um, the problem, the only problem during the program, I was still working on my pricing. I would raise my prices like after every two clients. Um, it was 2,500 for six weeks. So that was that, that felt really good. But then during the six weeks, it was like, Every session, she had a reason why she didn't get the work done. The first three weeks were all about how she really needed a babysitter, but she didn't trust anybody and she couldn't find one and, and all this stuff, right? But even during those three weeks, she was posting in my group about how amazing I was and how I was giving her all this amazing information. And like, I screenshotted those posts, right? Because remember, lesson number two from earlier in this live stream, or three, I don't know. But um, she was even like posting publicly, like Taylor Manning is a genius, I love her. And then every session the entire program was, I didn't do that, I didn't do that, I didn't do that. Like she literally did nothing, right? I mean, that's a lie. The first couple of weeks she grew her Facebook group really quickly, um, but that's kind of where the results ended. 
And before our last session, I got an email from her that just said like, I'm really unhappy with our program. I was really excited to work with you, but I feel like every single session you tell me the same thing and you've been giving me the same homework every single week, so I'm not progressing. And I was like, that's because you cannot progress until you complete the homework. It's not like I kept telling her like, okay, now this week you're gonna do the same thing as last week. It was like, okay, well this week you need to do what we talked about last week and we need to figure out why you're not doing it, right? So what ended up happening there was I was like, I'll give you a refund for your last session since you're not going to do it. I'll give you the money back for that, but I'm not giving you the money back for the work that we did because, and in my contract it says, if we have any problem during our coaching relationship, I want to resolve it, but you need to speak up and tell me what's going wrong. And I actually really value when a client will do that. And I've had clients that have been like, hey, I feel like I need a little bit more of this from you or I'm feeling like this. And sometimes they're right and sometimes they're not and we discuss it. But like I am so not afraid of criticism or any of that. I truly, truly value it. And I think if anybody holds something back in a coaching relationship, oh my God, they're just, that. this is what happens. <laughs> they pay for a coaching relationship that they don't do anything in. So then we, I, I had her sign this contract but then she was like posting about me and all these people were sending me screenshots of it and just saying like all the, showing me all the stuff she was saying and so that really sucked. Which is why I had her sign that thing. So I was like, you better stop posting about me. Lots of client experience refund talk this week. It was a topic in my mastermind. Yeah. Luckily, I went, when was my last thing like that? I've had one this year for my course. I think I've had one person not finish my course and one person want a refund. And then last year, I didn't have to give any, hard to remember. I had one person not like my group program and want a refund. That like 60 people went through. It's been good, it's been good. But I still like to reflect on these things now to really think like, what can I teach other people? Because it's such a normal thing I feel like that we all go through. And sometimes, like, there has been so many learning lessons for me even just this year on how to improve as a mentor and an entrepreneur and a coach. But you guys though, seriously, I hope you guys learned something from this. This was not supposed to be like drama talk, but I did think it would get a lot of people's attention and help me get my message out there push it back or make it taller and bend it down. Don't let anything take you down, expand your mindset. You're allowed to have a bigger bank balance. You're allowed to make more money. You're allowed to charge more. I don't care what you do, okay? Anything that you do, you can charge more. Um, because you deserve to, and it's not just about the luxuries, although you also get to do those too. You also get to have those too, but um, maybe it's in the replay. I can answer that. What do you do? What have you done to help with clients who don't do work? There's two answers to this. One, here's the truth. You have got to find clients that are just ready to do the work, first of all. Like, that's one of the big things. However, I know some of you have a different level of client than me, and so my experience with my level of client and who's gonna do what I teach best is probably a little bit different than you. But for me, I found I help people with marketing and strategy and scaling. And do I do a lot of mindset talk too? Yes. But my mindset work is more about expanding what's possible, right? A lot of you help a different level of entrepreneur. So there is value in the work. And I've seen this with some of my clients, especially those that have been newer, where they are so afraid of the success um, or they're afraid of also, of course, what people are going to think when they put themselves out there because I've totally dealt with clients that won't post, you know, and it's like, I can't help you if you're not going to post. Um, so that's a skill, right? Helping people move through that and get over that block. Um, I've also seen coaches and I've been recommended this, although, like I said, my client, it's like, you got to just do the work. Like you have to be motivated to do the work or else you're just not a good client. Um, and I've actually fired clients early. I'm like, this is not as good of a fit as I thought, so we're not gonna be able to continue. Um, 
Uh, I've even had some clients that have put this in place with their clients where it's like, if the homework's not done, we don't do a call. <clears throat> you know? And like, it could even be like, if there's something we need to work through together, if you have been able to pinpoint the reason or if we need to, we can do a session on that, but I'm not giving you more strategy until you do until you do the work I already told you because every coach on here knows that that is not productive to just keep giving them homework, you know? Um, but it's also their job too because like that client I had, and again, that was in 2016. I've learned a lot since then. However... The reason I did not feel inclined to give her a refund, the only reason I gave her that refund for that last week was because it just felt right and it felt like totally releasing it. But with her, every single session, there's something I earned, learned very early on that no matter what session I do, who I'm doing a session with, whether it's a four month client, somebody that got a session with another program, anything, I always ask like multiple times, how does this feel? Is it clear? Are you going to do it at the end of the call? How are you feeling about anything? I even, I even give them permission to bring up any hesitation, even after our time is up. I find that that's so important, but I've had people not speak up, you know? It's, all, it's, it's also a personal process. But I think as the coach, it's, it's even more about you setting boundaries too, you know? Because when you can set the boundary of like, hey, look, it's your responsibility to do the work. <laughs> right? It's respectful of my time. It's the only way you're going to get anything out of this relationship. They probably will be more inclined to do it. Do you feel like this is a big issue with more established women? It was more so with newbies, which is why I couldn't take it. Not as much, no. Um, although I found some clients that I've had that have been making good money, they can be really resistant to certain strategies. And sometimes it's not necessarily that it's unaligned. It's that they're still afraid of success or they're afraid of, um, like for me, I've been in coaching relationships that I didn't get all I could out of it because I, I was in resistance because I was afraid of wasting time on something that wouldn't end up working out and then instead would push me backwards. And I discovered that through those coaching relationships. So it was a learning experience for me. So even I've been that. I am not the... I'm a really good client. I think you guys know that. <laughs> um, however, I've not always been the perfect client. And even, even still, I find myself like, oh, I don't know if I want to spend so much time on this. Like, what if it doesn't work? <laughs> you know? But this, you know what I wrote down actually is, um, I wrote down with these experiences that have ha happened to me, especially with the scam, scam artist client, we'll just call her that. Um, I, I allowed myself to raise my rates. I allowed myself to set bigger goals, but um, I also look for clients that are emotionally mature, which is something that one of my most recent mentors would say all the time. You need emotionally mature clients. You need emotionally mature clients. Um, and also, I kind of just discovered this on my own, clients that we actually have a connection because I have a lot of good testimonials um, and I've had people come to me that are like, I don't know you at all, but I want to hire you because it's pretty obvious that you're really good and you're one of the best, you know? Um, and I've actually found that that's not as beneficial because they don't actually know for aligned. And I do have opinions on the way I would, anybody that's worked with me knows this. And a lot of you have in some way, I would never force anybody to do something in a specific way, but at the same time, you still do have to be aligned with how that coach teaches what her beliefs are because yeah, I still do have beliefs that if we're totally unaligned on them, not that we need to believe the exact same things and want the same exact business, we're going to clash in the relationship. So there's that. And emotionally mature to me, some of you might have a good opinion on this as well, means that they do take responsibility, you know? And what's so amazing, like my clients right now are like this. And like, I couldn't even imagine one of my clients coming to me right now and being like, I'm not getting results because of you not blah, 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 or because you are blah, blah, blah. Like they just wouldn't even think about it. You know, um, they might ask like, what do you think I'm missing here? What do you see is going on? But it's never, I had clients in the past that are like, well, obviously you're telling me the wrong thing to do, or obviously I wasn't supposed to do that. Or like <laughs> some interesting comments like that. Those are clients that don't take responsibility. And I've seen the difference between a client that comes to me. And I know a couple of you have probably experienced this too. Some of you business coaches and probably all types. It's a difference between that client that comes to you and goes, I am going to be your best testimonial. I am going to have my best month ever working with you or something like that. Right. Um, even my coaches are my clients that are like relationship coaches. It's like those clients that come to them and are like, 
I am going to get through all these blocks. I am going to manifest my soul working with you. Like this is it for me versus the ones that are like, are you sure I can do this? Are you sure I can have a 20 K month? Are you sure even though I, that I can still blah, 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 red flag, not emotionally mature, <laughs> you know, not taking personal responsibility. Um, do you coach a total beginner? Um, basically what my business looks like right now is we have the course unleash your six figure badass that is for newer entrepreneurs. So if you're somewhere between the zero and five K a month range, you're going to love that. You're going to thrive in there. We've had a ton of great testimonials. Then we have, um, six figure flow and one-on-one. -on -one. My one-on-one -on -one is full, but both of those are for, um, people making, it varies because the, it's so hard to say a financial number, but those are for people that are basically at six figures, um, five to 10 K a month, even five to 20 K a month can go into that. But here's the truth. <clears throat> even in the course I do not work with of course, it's a little bit harder to filter. However, this hardly ever happens. I do not work with people that don't know what they're good at. That is like, I'm, I'm that's not my skill set. I can't really help you uncover. I'm sure I could, but I'm looking for people that are experts in what they do. They know what they're passionate about. I can almost guarantee it's going to shift a little and we're going to get more clear on it and all that. Duh. But they are like, I'm really good at this. You know, I help people with this. So if you come to me and you're at that level, we can make some good stuff happen. Cause that's what matters. Honestly, here's what I do is if there is a problem with a client and again, I haven't had this happen in a long time, but if there is, and they ask to end early or they can't pay all of a sudden or um, they, they ask for a refund. I look at it and I tell all my clients this too that go through this. I look at it and I'm like, should I have taken this client on in the first place? Did I? Because sometimes after a client signs on, it doesn't matter what income level they're at. You could realize this wasn't really as ideal as I thought, right? Just like that client um, in 2016 when she, both of them that I told you about, when both of them signed on, I was like, it's a dream client. It's going to be one of my best clients ever. And they both obviously weren't. That's why I gave her a refund on her last session because I was like, yeah, I, I could tell weeks in that you weren't because you weren't doing the work. But if it was, I just check in with that. Also, it was still her fault. I don't think I was obligated to give her that, but I just check in with that. I have let multiple people like, a handful of people out of different programs um, over the last three years. I've just said like, hey, I don't think this is a fit. I've actually had people ready to pay and I've said, hey, I'm gonna cancel your subscription. I really just don't think this is a fit. And I want you to be able to go find the mentor for you. So I don't have an out clause, but I would, in my opinion, I would rather just have the contract so tight just because things do happen. I ended a coaching relationship this year early, something I never ever thought I would do. And I prided myself on never doing that, but it was like, I had to, you know? And, I, and it wasn't like, you need to not make me pay. It was just like, hey, I think it, it would be really appreciated if we could just kind of cancel. <laughs> but if not, I would have just not continued and just paid. But that's why I don't, not that 12 month programs are bad because I would love to have a longer program and the fact that I have had some really freaking amazing clients that have worked with me for 12 months, but we've just resigned, you know? But yeah, I've had, a, I've did a mastermind that was really amazing. Like nothing wrong with it besides the fact that for me being in something for a whole year, the same program with the same people, it's like, it was such a great coach. It was great content. But yeah, I just felt like, ugh. If I could have ended this at six months, I would have, you know, and that's a long time to be paying large payments every month because I got too dependent on the coach when the whole point was to be, I felt like I signed up with that coach to trust myself more. And instead I became really, really dependent on her to where I would not make a move in my business without consulting her about it. And, um, I, I also felt like every single time I consulted her on something, I was wrong and I got a different answer and a lot of it didn't feel right, but I was so dependent on her that I did it anyway. And a lot of stuff in my business was not selling. This was this year. It wasn't selling, couldn't get people into my programs to save my life. 
Um, it felt really, really hard. I always felt conflicted. And so I just told her, I was like, I feel like I'm being too dependent, but at the same time, I feel like I can't trust you either. Not in a bad way, but I just feel like I don't, yeah. And she had even had told me like, I want my clients to trust me hundred percent. I'm like, I just don't feel like I'm that client anymore. I just feel like I, it's not healthy for me to be that client anymore. Cause I really love her. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it was, I think it got unhealthy, you know, just like somebody could be in a relationship with somebody that's really great. And then you could be in a relationship with them. It could be really unhealthy. I feel like that's what happened. To be honest, does that make sense? It feels uncomfortable to talk about, but um, I like to just be honest with you guys. Morgan, do you stay with one coach consistently or do you look for new coaches regularly? Honestly, here's what's funny is I've had a coach that I worked with for a year and a half and then I had a coach that I worked with for two full years and then during that I worked with multiple other coaches um, sporadically. And right now I'm in a a group type of program. I don't really have, I wouldn't even, I honestly, I would say I don't have a coach, but I'm paying for two programs. I'm in a um, mastermind and I'm in kind of like a group coaching program. Both of them don't really feel like having a coach. I don't really have a coach right now that I feel pulled to, but here's the truth is I don't think there's a strategy to having the right coaches. Um, oh, by the way, guys, I have something really fun happening next week and it's free. So I'm going to tell you about that. I need, I'm looking at my calendar. I don't think there's a strategy. Everybody, um, not everybody, a lot of people come to me looking for a strategy. How do you choose the right coach? How do you know when to switch coaches? Blah, 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 blah. When there is a coach in my world and I want to hire them, I do. No matter what. Um, and I also think now being a more mature investor, <laughs> we could call it that, trying to be a more mature investor, I also make sure I have a good goal for that coach. So I hire a coach for a reason. It could be to be in the, the, their energy. Um, it could be to gain a certain skill. It could be to up-level my mindset to a certain point. Um, but I really try to set that goal and then work with them to obtain that goal and then move on or see if there's another goal I want with them. Because, because before, the reason why I was hiring a lot of coaches, I don't regret a single investment. However, I would hire coaches thinking, I was just talking to one of my clients about this. I would hire coaches thinking, okay, I was already good at marketing. I was already good at sales. The true issue, I was already making almost multiple six figures. The issue was I had no business model. And it was what I was saying earlier. For those of you that didn't hear, I was in the oh shit zone. I was like, shit, I need to make money. What can I make up and sell? What can be the shiny object? And so it felt really hard because there was no systems. There was no strategy. There was no business model. And I kept hiring coaches that were coming from that place as well. Um, they were constantly selling new offers. They were just pushing, pushing, pushing. And I would hire them thinking they must have a trick. They must know how to sell harder than me. They must know how to close more sales. They must have a, a way to write a post that stands out better than mine. Not true. <laughs> so now I just make sure I'm not hiring a coach based off finding off out a secret. I'm hiring a coach for a specific goal, but I don't, I'm not going to go look for a coach. Um, I'm just going to hire who I feel pulled to honestly. And I've worked with eight or nine. So right now I'm like, you know, I also love courses and group programs and learning that way too. I think for me, it's hard to be okay that some people are just not my people working on that though. How do you make that shift? <laughs> what came to mind for me was once you work with enough people that aren't your people, it'll be really easy. And once once you work with enough people that aren't your people and you work with enough people that are, you're so thankful when you figure out that somebody's not your person, you know? And this year was the first year. Like when I let some people out of um, my mastermind, I sold in the, I don't know, February, March. I don't know when I, that's when I was going through this thing with that mentor and it just was really sucking. And then nothing was selling. And I did sell like five spots and I'm trying to think. Every single person in that program, something came up. They couldn't pay. They weren't a good fit. Like <clears throat> it all went wrong. And it was the first time ever that I let people go with grace. You don't owe me anything. I might even owe you. I want to end this neutrally. 
and like there was there was just no weird feelings there was no like I wish I was better maybe I did something wrong eh. it just really really sucks to work with people that don't trust you I also had to get comfortable with being okay with clients outgrowing me or and it's so crazy because like I'm gonna use Genevieve as an example because she shares this sometimes not this version of the story but she just shares that we've worked together Genevieve was one of my like earliest coaching clients like when my rate was $1,200 she signed on with me and she was like at first I thought maybe she was a fake person because she has a twin Gianna who's also a client so it was a little weird but I loved working with her and I've always just admired her and thought she's so freaking cool and she's one of those clients like I watch her live streams I learn from her like she's an inspiration to me right and we worked together a couple times for six weeks she re-signed and then she didn't and it was really sad and then she did a mastermind with me that she didn't really fully participate in and then that was really sad and awkward and I felt weird and then now we work together again and it was so funny because I don't remember feeling this way specifically with her I just remember feeling sad but I've had that happen with other clients where they don't want to continue I'm like but you're one of my favorite clients and it wasn't ever anything bad it's not like she was like yeah I mean I just have nothing left to learn from you or you suck or something like that it was just like yeah, I, I, I feel good. I feel like I don't want to continue right now. You know, that was interesting to learn too. And it's been really interesting being in business for three years now, seeing some of them come back and seeing, cause I remember thinking honestly, and this is not about Genevieve or anybody specific, but I remember sometimes thinking like, oh yeah, now they're back. <laughs> you know, like, which sounds so immature, but it's just like, it's not that at all. It's just like, hire me when you want to hire me, work with me when you want to work with me. I, I trust that the level of client I want and those of you that I just so so admire and we've worked together before we might work together again we may never again and we might be best friends we might be peers we I don't know we might be in a program together it's just like it's been really fun actually not being in such an anxiety whirlwind around that sort of thing because it used to be like and I think me now also ending a lot of coaching relationships the one I ended early early you know early in our in our program but even the ones like um Mel Farr is one that I worked with for two whole years I could not think of a single bad thing to say about her but there came a point where it was like yeah we're just done you know there's nothing bad to say and I couldn't even say that I would never hire her again it do you know what I mean and so I think after experiencing that myself with coaches and team members and things like that it's like I just get it you know just because I love you as a coach and I think you're just, like nothing bad to say at all does not mean that I have to work with you forever and all you know what I mean like that's how I felt with her and a couple other coaches and now I see that with some of my clients and with me that some that have come back some that have not I used to think almost every time when a client would be like yeah no I don't want to continue it would feel sad it would feel like was there something I could have done better especially specifically the ones that I loved or the ones that got good results right I think too it's just important like this is just my own little thing and I feel like we've talked about this before but like I'm just like not that person that's like I don't want to coach and I've seen like clients I have right now they, they were like I, I don't want to coach I'm not gonna have a coach for a while but then secretly they wanted it or then when a coach did appear that they really wanted to work with they were like but I said I wasn't gonna have another coach. Oh my gosh, I made this weird rule, you know? But I feel the same way. It's like, and when I joined the group program, right? I'm in a group program with, that Scott Oldford runs. I was like, I don't see myself paying, doing any more investments for a while, just because I didn't feel called. And then literally like in two months it was like, and I, I found him like a week later. And then in two months I probably hired him. Um, and I was like, well, that wasn't supposed to happen, but all right you know I don't think there's a strategy I don't think there's a right or a wrong I just think I felt led to have multiple coaches because the coaches I had which is was actually a really good thing I'm here's what's so funny is I'm one of those people that if you guys can't tell I'm actually printed out all these things about my personality and this is a huge part like whether you look at my like Myers-Briggs or um my human design I'm a it's kind of like an empath right like I'm very flexible to people which makes me a really good coach because I coach all of my clients differently 
and I come at a different angle with every single client and every single conversation. I can really adapt to people. I can get along with anybody. Like in high school, as silly as this sounds, like I would be friends with all the cool girls and all the girls that people would be like, why are you friends with her? She's so weird. I'd be like, I really like her. You know what I mean? Like I can, I, it's just like, I don't have a type, <laughs> you know? Um, but I am really drawn to people that are very, this is the right way. Like I am really drawn to um, opinionated people and people that are really confident as well. So I found it really nice to have a couple of coaches in that stage just because those coaches were really like set in their ways. They're like, this is how a launch should be done. All launches should be this long. All launches should have these pieces. All sales calls should go like this. So I had like three coaches and I was hearing all of their firm opinions and just mixing them up, you know, and taking which ones worked for me. And I also found it too because I'm, I really don't want to stereotype or sound like I'm just bashing everyone in the world. However, I find that the other extreme of coaches is do what feels good, do whatever you want. Like there, there's no wrong way, but they don't ever give you an actual strategy. So to me, although that wasn't a conscious decision, looking back, it was like, that was awesome. Cause I had like three coaches giving me three different answers. I can handle that really well. And it was a really good chance to, um, just pick what I'm like, Oh, I like what she said here. And I like what she said here. So I'm going to take those two and ignore what else they said. It made my coaches really confused, but it worked for me really well. Um, and maybe it's a little bit of what, what went wrong in that coaching relationship earlier this year. I had one really opinionated coach and I, I followed her, her, her advice of trusting her a hundred percent. And I let go of some things that truly are aligned for me and truly are like my way of doing things. And it didn't work so well, you know? So actually it worked really freaking well, by the way. Um, it worked really well. My income was higher then than it is right now. However, it was not, it did not feel like me. It did not feel good. And it's taken time to recoup. I wanted to mention that because I feel like most people would not mention that. My income dropped after firing her. Not much, not, no, not an amount that matters, but in no way was what she was telling me not working. Yeah, I know your strategy. I know how you think. I know what you believe. Like, I just, I felt like I, I really did feel really complete. I felt like I knew any question I had, I knew her answer. So it started to feel like, and this is nothing bad. I worked with her for two years. She taught me everything she gave so freely. So it was like, I would write down my questions and I'd be like, well, the answer's this and the answer's this, the answer's this. I have nothing to ask her, <laughs> you know? So it was just like, yeah, I think I need a break. Okay. I'm going to go. Cause these lights are seriously giving me a headache, but whatever. Bye everybody. See you next week and talk to you soon. Bye. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. But before you go, if this helped you find clarity, feel motivated, or learn something new, can you do me a quick favor and go leave a five-star review on this podcast? It would mean the absolute world to me as this podcast is still really new and it would help other badasses just like you find this show. And that is the most amazing thing I could ever ask for. So thank you in advance for leaving that five-star review. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye guys.